Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder. And today's episode is brought to you by the Breastfeeding Shop. Breastfeeding Shop helps new and expecting parents around the world with their breastfeeding journey by supplying breast pumps, breast pump accessories, and more through your insurance. And today's episode is also brought to you by Silverette. Have you ever struggled with sore or cracked nipples while nursing your baby? Oh, what a fun topic for today. Oh, perfect. Nursing's uh, silver nursing cups are your one-stop solution. And um, we will hear more from our sponsors later. But you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check out our sponsor page. If you need anything, see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we will send you episodes uh, every week. And check out our shop page to... um, buy stuff. <laughs> and we are still holding our ongoing giveaway to uh, for people who leave reviews anywhere where you're able to leave reviews. Uh, send us a screenshot. Spotify, you can do the star thing. Send us a screenshot and we'll send you a goodie bag. You can send that to uh, podcast at gmail.com. And now the goodie bag... Preview. The goodie bag consists of stickers and tattoos oh, yeah. and um, nursing and public cards. Just in case you're wondering, yep. like, what the hell are they sending us oh, in yeah, this yeah. random goodie bag? Yeah. And the bag's right. actually an envelope, by the way. It's not a bag, but <laughs> we like to call it a goodie bag. <laughs> so, yeah. So, that's it. Um, our review today came off of CastBox, which is um, pretty cool that they're... I'm finding them in different places. Um, and this was from a little while back because it took me a while to find these. So I'm so sorry. Um, but she's saying here, um, can there be a discussion on breast shields when they should be used and how and when to wean off of them? Um, so this is for you, Mariah. Here you go. Here's a whole this episode. This is for you. Yeah. This is dedicated to Mariah, who um, a long time ago put it... <laughs> Something on she probably box. was like, okay, I didn't get the help I needed. So thanks a lot. I know. A few people. Um, but Sorry. at least this way, I know it took me a little while to find this because we didn't know. We don't know. I you guys. Yeah, we I just, didn't know. That know they were, like, yeah, we just found that out. Yeah. Um, and thank you to the one. Somebody did leave a review on Audible. Um, I know I read it a few, a couple episodes ago. And when she emailed me, she's like, it's on Audible. So that I knew like where it was. <laughs> she's like, here's your Audible review. I'm like, thank you. Because you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, <laughs> but I'm really good at lactation. So yeah, that, there's that. Yeah, that there's postage, that. postage, you know, is confusing. Thing, yeah. uh, you know, uh, technology, computers, not so much, technology. But, yeah. But we don't need but you for that. So. Obviously, I'm really good at things that have been around for a million years. Anything that's been like <laughs> new to the world is not something that I can handle. Anything that's so. newer than breastfeeding, she doesn't know anything about. No. Mm-mm. So okay, yeah, well, so today we're going to talk about nipple shields. We are. And once again, I posted this to the social media world and so many people responded. So many people that there's no way that I can read all of the comments. And that makes me sad when I can't do that because... That's why people share their stories because they're trying to help. And, you know, um, but literally I'd like if I would have to sit here and read the entire time to fit them all in. <laughs> anyway, Charlie you still would not get through it. Yeah. Right. Um, but um, I'll share as many as I can and, and uh, we'll talk about nipple shields. So what's the deal? Yeah. And I would like to say that I had the opportunity with this topic 
to break out my core curriculum for interdisciplinary lactation care, second edition, which is like hot off the press and probably about 800 Mm. pages long. It's freaking huge. Um, I got to do my little research out of that book because it's the most recent research stuff broken down easily. So, um, so that's where I got the info for you all today was out of that. No. And I cannot wait to hear what the comments, because I don't know what the comments say. Um, so, I mean, I have yeah, the ability to see like, what they say, but I just didn't. I didn't even like pre-read them. You know, I scrolled through a little bit just, you know, so I can get an idea. But this, this and here it doesn't, there seems to just most, last time we had, you know, professionals chiming in saying they were for it, against it. This seems to be mostly, this is just parents um, sharing. Um, and so I'll start with a few. Um, only on one side, sixth baby breastfeeding never came naturally to me, but managed to feed all six. Currently still feeding my 30 month old toddler stopped using the shield once I was fully healed and able to feed without pain. Okay. So she was using it on one side for pain. Uh, mm. Tracy, it helped Tracy with her preemie to be able to nurse when he was about five or six months. He started ripping them off and latching on his own after months of trying. They were a lifesaver. I had like 10 pairs all over the house. Um, Whitney had flat nipples with her first. He wasn't latching well, later was diagnosed with tongue tie. The shield got him latching. Also helped uh, me heal since his bad latch had my nipples bleeding. Used for six weeks with great success. My second same issue with flat nipples, shield for four weeks, another tongue tie, made it three years nursing him. My last two kids didn't need it since I no longer had flat nipples after nursing for so long. That's cool. Had I not had the shield, I don't know if I would have had success on my nursing journey for kids 10 plus years nursing. Um, and I'll read one more. I used them with my first. They were recommended by my lactation consultant. They were a lifesaver. I was a first time mom and determined to breastfeed. I have flat nipples. I used a shield... Using the shield allowed me to exclusively breastfeed from the beginning with success. I eventually weaned him off once he grew a little and I got better at breastfeeding. He was about two months when we stopped. So one of the things I definitely want to say here is like there's been a kind of a a thing about flat nipples coming out here. Mm -hmm. Um, And two of the people have said, well, I had flat nipples, but then my baby was diagnosed with tongue tie. It was the tongue tie that was keeping your baby from latching, not the flat nipples. I don't want anybody to think that like there's something wrong with their body because there is not. Or you have flat um, nipples, which means you automatically have to use a nursing shield. Right. And because you you don't, you don't. Right. Um, and a lot of there's a lot of, you know, different situations that kind of go on with this. And these are some great reasons because that's the first thing on my list is like talking about reasons why a baby might mm-hmm. need them. Um, flat nipples comes up a lot. And whenever anybody says to me, I have a nipple shield, I'm like, why, you know, okay, why do we have the nipple shield? When was it given to you um, in the hospital or, you know, whatever? And they say, well, because I had flat nipples, like 90% of the time, that's what they tell me. I have flat nipples. But when I see them, it's a whole different situation. Like there's something going on there that is keeping the baby from feeding efficiently and latching efficiently. And the nipple shield is helping them to do that. So for anybody who feels like this, it's a negative thing, um, they can be a very positive thing. I had somebody recently who was using it and her doula said to her, don't get too used to that. And I was like, who are you to say yeah. that? Like it just, you know, she is not, she's like, well, my doula told me not to, and I go, but you're doing a lactation control. So that is, I feel like that's not that very helpful? good info. It's not. Well, that's not it's, info at all. 
No. Don't get too used to that. How is that information? It's not. And Ugh. we need the really good information. And with preemies, because one of your one of your um people there was a the baby was a preemie. Yeah. With mm-hmm. preemies, it has actually been shown that preemies will get more milk with a nipple shield than without. Oh. And that is because preemies don't have the suck strength yeah. and don't have the coordination to really be able to feed efficiently. And a nipple shield will help them. So sometimes these can be very therapeutic interventions. It's not forever, but they can be very, very helpful, but they really get a bad rap. Yeah. And it seems to be there's a lot of just like this, use them, don't use them, use them, don't use them. Right. And it's like, well, okay. And I hear, uh, Ash, actually, that was the next one I had up ready was Ashley says, so my son's pediatrician advised me to use them because my son just could not latch. The nurses all said not to use them. And she says, I don't remember why, but it turned out to be the only way I could breastfeed my son for six months. Whatever works, works. Yeah. And it shouldn't, I mean, so one of the things I read in this book, which is perfect timing for that statement is um, that if you have a provider that says, why don't you try a nipple shield? They should be automatically referring you to a lactation consultant. Automatically, mm-hmm. because this is something that you need to have help with. Those babies need to be followed up. There's, and that is because there's, there is really inconsistent information. Like when you look at the research about nipple shields, and I also, you know, looked at some research studies before I broke out my big ass book, but the, <laughs> um, it really is a bit, I'm like obsessed with like the books and stuff. And like, yeah. this is like, I'm like, oh, with this book, but there, is really inconsistent information. And some of the information says, you know what? It does not interfere with milk supply. And some of this, some of the information says, you know what? It does not interfere with milk transfer. And then some of the studies do. So it's a situation where it's like, okay, you know what? We should probably monitor to make sure that we're not going to run into any of these issues. And what does that hurt? What does it hurt to monitor? to make sure that your baby's not having any, you know, any issues while we're figuring out the reason that the baby needs a nipple shield so that we can make sure that you don't have to feed on it forever. But if somebody says, oh, go get a nipple shield and you just start using it and you don't have contact with a lactation consultant and you don't know, okay, I should probably have regular weight checks to make sure that the baby's transferring well. I should make sure that my supply is being stimulated. I should make sure that I don't need it forever because honestly, they're just a pain in the ass. Like that really is what it comes down to. Is, I mean, that one person, I had 10 of them all over the house. Like, that's what it comes down to. Like, people just yeah. have them everywhere because you then you're like, I can't feed without it. Yeah. And you don't, and that was one of the big complaints was that parents were like, it's inconvenient. And I just didn't feel that connection to my baby that I thought I was going to have because we had this piece of silicone between us. Oh, I know. All right. What else? What else you got? Oh, I have lots. Um, so my two-day-old daughter puked up straight blood. I, not fully realizing it was from my nipples, I was on pain meds from my worst C-section ever. Ugh. So she didn't even like feel the pain. Until we took her to the emergency room, I used a nipple shield for four-ish months until her latch was better. Uh, Laura says I used them with my fourth baby. She was a growth restricted preemie and couldn't get a good latch until she was six to eight weeks old. They saved our nursing journey and she was frustrated 
as she was frustrated and I was ready to give up prior to the LC bringing one to us in the NICU. Um, my first child developed thrush. I felt like the inside of my baby's mouth was made out of scissors. I had to use shields until it went away. Yeah. And even then I cringed every time. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, I would think that that would stay with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, and Kieran says, yes, I did. My LOs, uh, had trouble latching. So I started with shields and used them for quite a while because my little ones latched well. And we nursed with, we were nursed well with them. My first kiddo, our WIC office suggested them to me after assessing my breastfeeding session and it worked. I have flat nipples. When, uh, then with baby number two, I tried without, but needed more help. So we tried them again and it worked. So there's a lot of uh, flat nipple stuff going on here. Yeah, the flat nipple thing. So sometimes too, flat nipples, you didn't have flat nipples before you were pregnant. And then as your breasts grew um, and the more fluid you retain and then after you have a baby and you have even more fluid that you're retaining, like in the immediate postpartum, that will absolutely flatten those nipples out. And then if you have a baby that is struggling with coordination or is who is really sleepy or they're tongue tied and they're not able to really draw the breast back or they're just the position isn't quite right. Um, you might feel like you need it. Sometimes once we kind of like work with that positioning and stuff, it's and the, that swelling goes down. You don't need them anymore. Um, sometimes the nipple shield will pull the nipple out too. Um, mm-hmm. And you can start with the nipple shield and then just like take it off. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. you know, but if your baby is not latching without it, we need to figure out why, like what is going on there that is making your baby dependent on it. And once we kind of figure that out and the earlier, the better, don't just kind of feel like, oh yeah, I used it for three months. And then I was like, I'm kind of sick of this. Let me go figure out why. Like that's a long time. And I know some people here used them for six months and it worked for them, but it shouldn't have to be that long. We should yeah. be able to figure out like why you, why your baby needed it to begin with. It's only supposed to be like a band aid, really, you know, like just that yeah. little bridge to help you over the hump so that we can figure out what's going on and start not using it anymore. And this is such the problem with like people in the hospital and then being discharged right into no one's care, you know, like like in the hospital, they recommend all these things and then you go home and you're just there yourself and you don't know what's going on. So you just end up like supplementing forever and using nipple shields forever. And And that's, yeah, they, and they don't, they don't even know the reason why they're giving it to you. They tell you it's for flat nipples. And like I said, like 90% of the time it's not. So it's like you don't have the right education behind it. Or the other thing, this is a big one. I don't know if you have this on your thing yet. They'll tell you to pump after every single feeding because it interferes with your milk supply. Oh my God. And, that oh, is, oh, oh, oh. and then I have these parents with this huge oversupply because yeah. they were told to pump after. First of all, who wants to pump after every feeding? No, no. one. No. No. No, no. So this is why you need to be monitored by somebody to make sure that your supply is not being impacted. But it should be a case by case basis. Do you have low supply anyway? Then maybe the pumping is going to be ideal. Are you a third time parent who had abundant milk supply with all the first couple kids that absolutely do not pick up that pump? You know, like there should be situations here because the research is not clear and what if it's going to impact your supply or not. Which means you could go, you know, like it could be depending on the situation, depending on what's happening. 
Yeah. And this is why an outside lactation consultant can be really helpful because they can provide that transfer of care. Like what happened in the hospital to like what's going on at home and where you can, what you can do going forward. Exactly. And that's what Heidi even says. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I like the whole like flat nipple thing. It always makes, I feel like, because if it were said to me, I would feel like, well, obviously I'm not built well to feed my baby. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have the right kind of nipples, so I can't do that. Yeah. Heidi says she's currently using them. Pretty sure that my little one who's three weeks old has a tongue and lip tie and not using a shield usually results in severe pain when he latches and while he's feeding. Using the shields allowed me to exclusively breastfeed so far. I'm hoping to get in with a lactation consultant and have his mouth checked by a pediatric dentist. If we can correct the lip tongue tie and I can get help to ensure I'm having him latch and nurse properly, I hope, I'm hoping we can stop using the shield. He doesn't like them. Oh, so, but it sounds like she's like getting the support or at least knows what to do. Mm-hmm. When I was three weeks postpartum, I wasn't like, oh, I think my baby has a lip and tongue tie and I need to see a lactation consultant so I could see a pediatric dentist about revising this. No, right. no I didn't she's, fucking know what any of that was. She's on top of it. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah. So should we, let's do yeah. our, our sponsors and... I will say a lot. I have had a few, um, few clients and a few listeners who have used silverettes and have really found them very, oh, very helpful for yeah. sore nipples. So that is a good one to have um, on right for this episode for yeah, sure. Totally. Yeah. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. Have you ever struggled with sore or cracked nipples while nursing your baby? Which so many people have, which is also why so many people end up using ner- uh, nipple shields. Silverette nursing cups are your one-stop solution to soothe and protect your nursing nipples. So silver is a naturally antimicrobial and antifungal metal. It can help ward off bacteria and infections before they even appear. Silver is naturally antimicrobial, antifungal, and antibacterial as as a metal. And it contains potent anti-inflammatory properties that can be used to heal and prevent cuts, cracks, soreness, and wounds and infections. Silverette are the original and authentic silver nursing cups, both clinically tested and registered with the FDA because your nipples deserve the best. Join us on mission. Happy nipples. Use code badass for 15% off your order at silverette. That's S I L V E R E T T E U S A code badass for 15% off. And today's episode is also brought to you by the breastfeeding shop. The Breastfeeding Shop helps new and expecting parents around the world with their breastfeeding journey by supplying breast pumps, breast pump accessories, and more through insurance. The Breastfeeding Shop works with most health insurances like TRICARE, Aetna, Cigna, United, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and more. As a female-owned company, the Breastfeeding Shop helps provide resources to moms so they have a successful outcome, whether it be a mom who chooses to exclusively breast pump Breastfeed or both. Use a breast pump and breastfeed. It's not just about shipping a pump to the new parent. It's understanding and relating her needs individually and making her day a little easier. Check out all the Breastfeeding Shop's breast pumps at thebreastfeedingshop.com. And all of our sponsors and their promo codes can be found in our show notes under this episode at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com or wherever you are listening from. And also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you'll find all of our other episodes, which there's like, what, almost 300 now? Yeah, I don't, over I don't 300, know. I think. Are there over 300? Yeah, like just um, over 300. 
And also you'll find information about scheduling your own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. So you can do that from wherever you are. You don't have to be in Rochester. No, you don't want to be in Rochester, actually. (laughs) (laughs) For Rochester. (laughs) Yes, I could see you wherever you are. Doesn't matter where. We just got to get our time zones in check. Yeah. So Alana actually says, Alana actually says that she was using a nipple shield because she had, she says she has one flat nipple, but also had high high flow milk and the baby would choke. And then the nipple shield helped with that. Yeah, sometimes it does. Um, I have personally never used it for that because I kind of feel like if we don't need to pull one into play, it's better. And like, it depends. Like some babies really struggle a lot with that. If it's a baby that is handling it fine, like they, you know, pull off, kind of choke a little bit or cough a little bit and then go right back on. But if you have a baby who like is becoming averse to breastfeeding because they're constantly being flooded by this milk, then it might be something that you can do to kind of help control that flow a little bit. Uh, But then there's also like, there's other things you can do to help control the flow too, like, you know, positional changes and stuff like that. So it's just one thing that you can do to control the milk flow. Um, You know, so I, you can put it out to parents to use it for that, but they might choose to do something else instead. So. Okay. Mariana says that, she used one because she was in so much pain, sore nipples, um, and it was excruciating and she wanted to quit. And um, she used nipple shields and now at five months in is doing great. And so it sounds like we don't know like what was going on in that situation, but that nipple shields helped her to not quit. Yeah. And that's and what I, I used to, because this has been a debate for as long as I've been a lactation consultant. And Mm. I remember like really early when I was first learning and I wasn't a lactation consultant yet, but I was like training to be and I was going to like all the, you know, little meetings for that. We had like a breastfeeding coalition here and um, was told like we always had debates about nipple shields because like one hospital gave them out all the time and one thought it wasn't they weren't any good. And, you know, like we always had these debates against each other. And (laughs) it was like. But if it's helping the baby stay at the breast, what's the problem? And helping the parent to like get through the nursing session. Like if it's so painful, like, and it's like, okay, we have to figure out what's going on. Sure. But I also have to breastfeed between now and tomorrow when maybe I'm going to see you. I'm going to nurse 12 times. Yeah. And it's going to hurt every time. Like, no, no, no one's going to do that. No one wants to do that. So this way we've got at least the baby is at the breast while we figure yeah. out the problem. Right. One of the other yeah. things awesome. that has always come up a lot is, well, the the baby isn't getting the hormonal interaction with the mom or with the parent if they're using a nipple shield. And that research has actually been debunked. They are showing that yeah. um, if it's a thin silicone nipple shield, it is baby and ma and baby and the breastfeeding parent are able to transfer hormones to each other if it is a thin mm. silicone shield. Yeah. Oh. You know. Um, let's let me tell you about Alexis's story so we can all get mad together. Oh, good. Okay. Perfect. Okay. After three days of begging to see a lactation consultant while we were in the NICU, she finally showed up and after five minutes told me my five-day-old baby had nipple confusion and handed me a nipple shield before she left and I never saw her again. Oh. 
All right, there is yeah. like that we'll is like talk. one sentence of a story, and I, there's like 18 things wrong there. I, like, yeah, I know. Shame that's, on those people. God, that's disgusting. First of all, five day old baby isn't going to get isn't getting nipple confusion exactly, and she shouldn't have had to beg to see somebody for three days. Ugh. I mean, there's just and then to hand if somebody's handing you a nipple shield, they should be giving you some instruction on how to put it on the right way. Because if you just kind of plop it on, it's going to fall off. It's not going to adhere. It's not going to be, um, you know, it's not going to like seal right to the skin and it's going to fall off, which is a pain. Um, they should be instructing you on how to clean it. They should be like, there should be some conversation there. It shouldn't be just like, here you go. It also should be the right size. I have seen a lot of babies using a nipple shield that's too big. And then they're kind of like, ah, and they're not feeding well with it because they're kind of chomping on it because it's way too big for their mouth. Like, let's, we need to help advise some of these parents on on what we're doing here, support and help them use these tools the way they're supposed to be used. Which is why sometimes when it goes around in like, you know, mom's groups and stuff like that, people just go, oh, just go get a nipple shield. You really need yeah, to be followed like, by somebody. Yeah. And the mom's group, when people are always throwing information around and there's no way to get a handle on that, I don't think. But like, if that's you, if that's what you do as a lactation consultant at the hospital, why do you have that job? Right. Like, I mean, I know, I know we're all working and we all live in the system where you have to pay bills and it's miserable, but like, I don't know. I think you may need a different one. Yeah. Yeah, that, I agree. We know what it comes down to that. So, yeah, and sometimes I feel like with this, I feel like there's a lot of bias here, you know, because I think a lot of people are like, no, people just shouldn't use them. Um, and I feel like that that's just a lot of bias and maybe they don't know the more recent research that's behind it and aren't giving the right guidance. Um, so that's, that's not the problem of the parent. That's a problem of the people that are advising you. And, you know, it really, it's not a horrible place to be, to use one. I just don't want you to have to use one forever. We need to figure out why, why you need it. Um, should I go on with something else or do you want to read another one? I mean, I can, I have tons. I have so many. If we have time to read more, I'm happy to read more. Read a couple more. And then I will, okay. I want to talk about like getting baby off a shield. Okay. And yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So um, my baby was born at 37 weeks and was also small for gestational age below the first percentile, even when an adjusted growth curve. This along with inverted nipples had the hospital lactation consultant recommend the shields. I was triple feeding and using the shields, which was absolutely miserable. It would fall off or baby would knock it off and I would leak everywhere. Almost every feeding um, ended up with some part of my clothing getting soaked. And when it was on and baby was happily feeding, the edges would pop up and bother her, block her nose. At one point, I actually used painter's tape to keep the shields in place. But the smell of the tape wasn't great. And so that failed too. It was also a pain bringing it with me places and making sure it was always clean. I was very committed to getting to a point where I was exclusively breastfeeding and not using the shields. Now at 12 weeks, we're finally here and have oh, good been for you. since about eight weeks. Um, I just kept offering my breasts without the shields until eventually she was okay with it and figured out how to latch without them. It was easier with my left breast, her favorite, and it took a couple more weeks of persuading with the right. So 
That is exactly what we were talking about with like making sure somebody instructs you on how to put it on, mm-hmm. putting it on the correct way. Um, it shouldn't. It, I know everybody always freaks out with anything that goes near their baby's nose because they're like, oh, my God, I want them to be able to breathe. Your baby's not going to suffocate with a breast or a shield. They're going to come off if they can't breathe. So do not worry that they're going to suffocate because it's OK. But it is annoying when those things are flopping around or they fall off. So. Yeah knowing how to put it on where it creates a pretty good seal is really helpful. So making sure that you have that somebody is like instructing you on how to do that when they're giving it to you is important. Um, this person says my sister strongly re- encouraged me to use them to make breastfeeding less painful in the beginning. And she brought me some, but it didn't, I didn't really understand them and was too tired to try to figure them out. So I never used them. I also vaguely felt that they would interfere um, more than they'd helped. And I didn't feel that they were uh, for me. So it sounds like she was probably pretty good. I mean, like if somebody's handy, if some, if some a random person is handing you nipple shields and saying like, this will help. I maybe take the question, get a second opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Heather says, we didn't start out with one on the first day. And then I was given one. She used by my lactation consultant at the hospital to bridge the gap between bottle nipple and my nipple after my daughter and I were separated the day after she was born due to medical reasons and I couldn't go with her. Uh, At first, she was bottle fed and refused to nurse when we didn't get reunited after a few days, when we did get reunited after a few days. It took a few months and a lot of hard work for us and tongue and lip tie revision, but we did wean off it and are still nursing at 10 months. Awesome. Yeah. I have so much more, but you might want to share some more information if you have some. Uh, Yes, I do. So to get a baby off of a shield, you really need to figure out why they're on it to begin with. So that can take a little bit of like detective work, um, a lactation consultant that is really kind of in tune with what's going on um, with your baby as far as like suck and swallow and, you know, identifying issues. So it might be, you know, might be a little bit of you know, kind of like, okay, I'm using the nipple shield. All right. Why? We need to figure out why. But I have also seen situations where um, the baby is ready to go without the nipple shield and is not doing it. And that is because positioning needs to be adjusted. And what I have seen with these little babies sometimes, and we know when, you know, babies are newborn, especially that they need a lot of support, right? Like sometimes that position needs to be just right and they need a lot of support. They need support for their for their body, for their head, so it's not flopping backwards. They need support, you know, for the breast sometimes if it's, you know, larger, heavy, because they're not going to be able to support the weight. So if you just, and with a nipple shield, your baby will latch like upside down with a nipple shield. Like, you know, I mean, of course I'm exaggerating a little bit, but <laughs> it is, a lot easier for them to to kind of grab on and get latched if they're using a nipple shield. So when we remove that shield, we need to go back to making sure that we're going through all the steps to position them the right way. So that is something to remember. And I have seen that be the reason why babies aren't latching without a shield is because they're just, the position is just not accommodating to what they need it to be. So it might just be as simple as let's fix positioning. Um, that one that you just read where she said, you know, the baby was born a couple weeks early and then it took him about, you know, to eight to 12 weeks to figure out. I mean, 
that might have been a positioning thing towards the end there. And as babies get a little bit bigger, they need less and less support. So it might be that by like six, eight weeks, the baby was able to, you know, latch pretty easily um, without the support that you need for a baby that's early or a baby that's younger. So it really can be just a positioning thing too. Like we really need to look at everything and be like, okay, now that the shield is is going away, are we giving good head and neck support? Are we giving good, do we have good position for the baby? Um, is this, you know, a position that is accommodating for them or do we need to switch into a different type of position? So we need to really look at all those things. Yep. Um, do you want me to read more comments? Should yes. I read more? Okay. Yeah, for sure. I don't know how I much like you're kind of like a game show host right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a very different role over here. Just like, I know. Well, it's okay because the last two episodes we've been doing this, I never, I don't have any experience in it. If I didn't use nipple shields. And so, um, this person says, yes, a nurse and then a lactation consultant at the hospital pushed it on me, even though, quote, anatomically, you really shouldn't need one, end quote. We used it for weeks, but I advocated for myself and my baby. And finally, at six weeks, found out she ne- needed tongue, lip, and cheek ties revised. Oh, she probably ditched didn't the need sh- them. Did, ditched the shield at eight weeks, but it was hard. Um, so, yeah. What were you going to say? The cheek tie thing, there's a lot of inconsistent. And when I say inconsistent, I mean like None research this is the that. first day of my life i was today years old when i heard the term cheek tie yeah buckle ties or buckle ties yeah oh, so well, I forget. is that what that is okay yeah um yeah there's really not any research behind it so um i'm always a little skeptical but if that helped them if she felt like that helped them you know, but the, I feel like there's a theme here with like, okay, the baby's had shields, baby's had shields. Oh, we realized that the baby had a tie. Like that's, you know, those babies do struggle to latch sometimes. And some babies with ties do not have a hard time latching. But if you have a, you know, if your baby is, they put you on a nipple shield and the whole thing too, where they were like, well, anatomically, you should be able to feed. Well, sometimes babies, it's the baby's fault. Sometimes like nobody wants to blame the baby for anything. It's always the parent, but <laughs> yeah, right. sometimes the baby just can't get their act together. Yeah. So it's like, you know, that was something that was going on with the baby, but they automatically made it the parent fault. Like that's, it's nobody's fault. Like this is not like, Oh, you're to blame that my breastfeeding sucks. Like yeah, that nurse would be to blame. That's who you should yeah. blame. This nurse. But it really, you know, there's something going on. You know, and that's a perfect example of there's something going on. If your baby's on a shield, we need to figure out why. And that is exactly a great, great example of that. Now, this is interesting. This person is wondering if starting nipple shields would help my eight month old start taking a bottle. Tried everything else. And I mean, everything else. I need my little one to start drinking from a bottle. No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. And I can see that that's her, her, um, where her mind is with that, that to get the baby used to like a harder nipple, but that's not why your baby's not taking a bottle. Your baby's not taking a bottle because likely they physically cannot do it. So I would say see a speech language pathologist to help with that because, or actually at eight months, I would just put them on a cup. Honestly, I would just go to a cup. I wouldn't even bother with the bottle anymore. Um, 
I think we, I don't know, we probably have an episode on bottle refusal. Yeah, we if do. Not, we, could, yeah. I, we do. It's might we be do, old, yeah. but we definitely do. Yeah. But at this age, I would definitely just go to a cup because that's going to be a lot better than you trying to fight with the bottle. But probably nipple shield will not do it because it's something it's something else going on there that your baby's just not able to. Bottles are very, um, very different than breastfeeding. Bottles are very, very different from breastfeeding. And some babies can't make that switch because they have to suck and swallow differently when they are bottle yeah. feeding as opposed to breastfeeding. And some babies, it's really hard for them to, to figure that out. So um, it could be that your baby's just like, you know, I, I'm not sure what I need to do here. This is different and it's weird. So um, there's a lot of things. So definitely listen to the bottle feeding episode. If you're listening right now, if you're a listener, listen to the bottle feeding episode because there's some other suggestions to try to get them to to eat from a bottle if you've, you know, I don't know how many things you've tried, um, but a nipple shield probably not going to do it. Okay. I'll let her know. That's a good question. Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. Because it's like, I can see the connection in your mind. Oh, absolutely. Because of that. And they do say sometimes too, with like with infants, if they're we're started on a bottle and you're trying to get them to go to the breast. Sometimes they say to try a nipple shield because that might gravitate them towards breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I've never seen that particularly, um, mm-hmm. but I could see where that, that connection would be made to. Yeah. But yeah, it's really just about the suck because with the nipple shield, they're still sucking the way that they're breastfeeding. Right. So it's really not. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank so you so amazing much, everyone. Info. Like that is really, really great feedback from mm-hmm. the badasses about. I know I didn't even get experience. to all the comments, but oh my gosh, how could you? Thank you so much for sharing those, and um, I hope that you continue to share yours so we can um, share them on the podcast. Yeah, but I think this episode was definitely long. I know we have one. We talked about nipple shields before. I think it was in like an episode about like, gadgets yeah, and yeah, pumps yeah. and shields and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But um, nothing that was truly dedicated to a nipple shield. So I think it was long overdue. So I'm glad we did it. Yeah. Yeah. So good Thanks luck. Thanks for everybody. listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.